You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial and that radio station, podcast, or favorite cultural website of choice. You got myself on the music and commentary mix, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who does the same. What's going on, man? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, glad you came. My yes and me infusion gonna fuck it up just the same. My yes indeedy. Big love, shout out to the whole wheel wide world and galaxy, of course, DJ Fusion. And I saw Raw Black Hawks. Stone. <laughs> L. John Rockwell, of course, and Rockin' Well for you and yours, of course. Thank you again for arriving. This is the, uh, Space Doc Funk Funk Station. Glad you glad you docked with us. We're gonna give you the goodies the best possible in the galactic stellar way we can. Yes indeedy, nappy, yes I am. DJ Fusion, what's the deal? Oh man, um we'll be getting to that in the commentary mode in a minute, but both of us have been insanely busy. And some yeah, of the throwback yeah. shows um that we've been having on the nine to five ends and on Fusebox Radio Business, so I'm glad that even though I'm literally doing this joint while I am laying down, we're finally able to do a commentary and do a whole brand new freaking show. Cause yeah, like, um, it has not been bad in Fusebox Radio Land. It's just been really freaking busy. And you know, it's going to continue that way for a little bit since I think that's just our pattern right now in the fall to winter is that free time is severely limited. When it's not like naps and sleep. So it's all good, man. Um, things are cool. Things are cool. And um, yeah, let's get right into everything. Um, for those who are new listening to the Fusebox Radio, what's up? I hope y'all enjoy our show on the music ends. And if you don't dig our commentary in terms of the content and maybe some of our views, you at least get some thought sparked and some talk and everything. So um, yeah, we're going to get into a few things. Um, and for those, again, who are brand spanking new, um, let me break down how we do the show. We try to put it up into thirds. Like the first third ends up being um us talking not just about um you know Fusebox Radio promo and upcoming events, but um various um news items that have just come up that um interest us or just things going on in our lives. And then the other two thirds is myself and the Black Hawk going ahead and getting into the music mixes of all the new school joints on the hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and other ends from indie and major label artists. So. Let's go on ahead and get into it. You can always check out what's going on the Fusebox Radio broadcast fam at FuseboxRadio.com. Our official blog site is BlackRadioIsBack.com. The vast majority of our social media ends with Fusebox Radio, such as Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. Our official Facebook page, which we're getting more people, you know, joining that, which is really cool. Thank y'all for that. Is facebook.com slash fusebox radio show in terms of one straight word. 
So on the Facebook page, um, like most of the social media, really, just, you know, various stuff we're up to, things that pop up on people's minds, on serious and goofy news, and um, and this other random goodies in the realms of music and other things. So, you know, folks want to join all them pages, that's cool. And for the folks who listen to us via podcast, um, via whatever means you do, if they got a rating system such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, Podbean, all them fine folks, um, you like what we do, please give us a rating, you know, do those, you know, various star systems. And if you got the time to put in a comment, we do that, do that. That'd be really appreciated. Cause that type of thing gets us to more people's eyes and ears and all that good stuff about what we do and how we rock it out on the event. And, um, yeah, man, it's just been so, so busy for us. Um, about a few months back, we did Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference. Um, last, um, the end of last month in September was the New York Media Festival. Folks, some um, spoke spoke at, along with folks at Google and Shutterstock about various um needs of electronic media. Um, I touched base more on the um podcast and music promotion end. Um, did a few events for the fine folks over at recreative spaces and Rhode Island Avenue Main Street um association on the exercise in with some of their um you know art in the park exercise George of um the yoga stees. Just did the Marine Corps marathon literally on the day that we are recording. So um folks have been up since about a smooth two forty five AM. So it's been busy. It's been wild busy. And um this upcoming weekend, um, for November 4th and 5th, um, folks are going to be attending the DC podcast, um, festival. Shout out to, um, Jennifer Crawford and all the fine folks there. On Saturday, November 5th, I'm going to be doing another diversity and podcasting panel. And that's going to feature some of our peoples from other parts of Black Podcast and Lady Podcast land from Tag Nation, Work on 40 Acres. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, excuse me, dang. And because I don't want to say this wrong, because again, I am like so so tired. I just want to make sure I give um this other podcast the props it deserves here. This is how you know you're recording live, guys, because I'm doing pauses. I'm looking up stuff on a tablet. Whilst we are talking, because it has been a little while. Oh, and the folks from the Black Geeks podcast. So, um, we're all talkers. I know folks who listen to these various shows listen to us. So it's going to be a good combo. Folks missed out last year. Oh, and also, um, um, the Nerpocalypse is going to be representing there as well. So, folks know we're all talkers on our various podcasts, and um, we're smart folks, so we got a whole bunch of stuff to say. So it's going to be another lively panel. And that is going to be starting at 11.45 a.m. on Saturday, November 5th. You can go to dcpodfest.com for more information about all the programming they're going to have, which includes speakers, um, live shows, again, panels like we're doing and stuff like that. And um, it should be a good time. It's metro accessible for folks in the D.C. area, all of that good stuff. So it's going to be lively. And also shout out to the folks over at um, Brick Body downtown in downtown Baltimore. Uh, about every third Saturday, folks have been rocking out there for their Splash and Burn um, exercise events, free for members, $5 if you are not a member. 
and um they're gonna work you out i like play music for it and i i'm tired of watching those folks work out but um you want to get your exercise on and get your water on it's all good and let's see here um that's all the non-behind the scenes stuff i could talk about because the behind the scenes stuff has been keeping us super busy too but um that's the adventures of indie media guys this is um how things um, tend to happen on top of trying to do things like have outside lives and hang out with friends and fam and all of that so Fusebox Radio Land, man, it's um, it's been a trip, but it's been a good one. It's been a good one. So let's see here. It's been a while since we were able to talk and catch up, all not right. just on the show, but um, kind of in general. I mean, you know, we talk and everything because we're actually friends. We're not like just doing this show and just going our separate ways or whatever. Oh. But um, again, life has been wild and busy. Um, let's see here. I'm going to talk briefly about um, my past few trips to the African American Museum down here in D.C. Because I know some things you've hit up kind of dovetail into that before we get into some news items and everything. Yeah, I'll go ahead and matter of fact, let me just get into that first. Ooh, that's just short. Okay. Um, I, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I went to go see um, Birth of a Nation. You know, there was a little bit of commentary about the situation before, and I wish the best for brother. I don't, I don't wish bad, even though it maybe, it maybe came off that it was mean, it meant bad or mean spirited, but I just felt the vibration from the brother. You know what I'm saying? As far as the movie is concerned, um, I thought it was enjoyable, um, you know, uh, within its own right. You know, if I compare it to movies like, you know, that came out, you know, like Rosewood or um, uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. I mean, I guess to me, they were almost all about the same. I mean, we could, people could have uh, maybe differences about performances. You know, I thought they were good performances. I saw Robert Griffin and Smith in there, and I was glad he pulled out. That's one of Spike Lee's who came to up to Spike Lee. And, mm-hmm. um, Ice Skin Brother. And when I saw him, I knew he had, they had a top notch performer there. And I was glad that he was in it. And, um, everybody I thought did good. I thought that, um, I think it's worth saying. I mean, um, whether it's great or not is up to eye beholder. But, um, I thought he started the movie well because he started it like, you know, I will say this that, uh, Slave, Slave, uh, Slave was, uh, he, he was creeping out to get some food and, and it, and the catchers, you know, I guess the, the popo of that era, they catchers, or not necessarily catchers, the people, patrollers, and was watching who was whatever, whatever. So basically same thing, maybe slightly different function. And, um, and you know, they were, because because they didn't like his tone of voice, they were going to kill him. But he was able to get away, da, da, da. So mm-hmm. I think in that aspect, I, I, I like that beginning because it wasn't just, you know, the story is about people in slavery, so automatically it's not good times for people. So, you know, that aspect, and I thought it was cool, but it was, it's, <clears throat> I think it's worth seeing, and, um, you know, um, you know, big up for the brother for, you know, putting together, uh, you know, the production. All right. Um, how can I put this? I was gifted a way to see the movie for free via these internets. 
and i'll probably watch it one day i think part of my me with these movies even without the controversy um excuse me with nate parker is that i honestly don't feel that for me this is a movie that i need to see more so not immediately but it's more so because i think it's almost like fatigue in terms of how i feel black americans are portrayed in various um hollywood epics along that love that doesn't mean there aren't good movies that have been made that way but it would have to be a very radical departure from what has already been out here you know especially within the last year or two where we had um various movies drop on that end for me to necessarily be terribly eager to see it and unfortunately i think because of some of the intersections of the accusations and um, real life situations that have with the director and some of the things that happen in connection with the movie, it's going to probably be a while that that joint is tainted, you know? But um, I look at movies like his, like I look at a whole bunch of other things. The black American experience is multifaceted and we need to have right. movies that show multiple sides of it. And as much as some people sometimes get mad about the slavery aspect, I'm like, that was a side. That was the majority of the history in this country. If we go by the 1776 standard or whatever, that still had reverberations going on into literally this year in 2016. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I've peeped that it's, you know, it's making making ends, but it's not making the ends I think it would have made without the controversy, which on a side note, I'm really tired of people on the net trying to be like, you know everything is all black folks folks fault when some black movie doesn't blow up sometimes people just don't want to see it you know sometimes people got other stuff they want to see or they got other way they want to spend their money don't tell people how the hell to spend their money like it's a weird irony when you have some folks who are like quote-unquote so ultra super pro black they tell you to see one thing that somehow it's like your demarcation of your blackness which is weird because i'm like usually when it comes to some of these movies it's because some white folks hyped it up for a black audience like people have to look at these type of elements which again doesn't mean that it's good bad or indifferent as an art form but it's kind of weird that they're like support this but i don't hear nobody talking about supporting um like a movie i've seen recently um um, queen of quate which is really freaking good that has um Lupita um Nyong'o in it. It was based off of um a true life story about a young um lady who um played chess. Oh, okay. On the continent, like really good movie, spectacular. But I'm like, people are screaming about Birth of a Nation, but you aren't screaming about that movie or other movies because ultimately, even if you want to function in this particular capitalistic system right now, you got to show your support on more than one thing. No doubt. And with more than one artist. Like, people talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce all day, just as an example. And you know what? If their success on certain levels is, is cool, but they're not the only people who need support or deserve support yeah. as black artists, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, like, um, that's cool. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad you got a chance to see it and um, give us an opinion. It was just more or less, more or less, yeah. I want to see what, what is being presented. And sometimes there's it's, it's really nothing like big screen for a movie. And just the, more or less the presentation, because I'm a researcher. So, you know, I've read several books on the subject that that's talking about. So, I mean, I know it, I know it, you know, and I know it at least in the best way I can know it as a person in this time in history. 
you know. And just as a slightly reminder, people, when they see this movie, remember this this was something foisted on this area from about the 1500s until about the 1800s, you know. So that you know that slavery was only in that time period. It wasn't before then, you know, at least in the Western world. So before then, it was just, you know, blacks and other people of color living together. You know what I'm saying? And then that came. But that's just a little brief note because I know people will, you know, there will always be people lingering when they see this. And, you know, this was something that was almost a co-mingling of, you know, bringing people to this continent, to this country. And then there was already people here. So, you know. And so it, some were, were able to work together, some weren't. weren't but you know, um, let me ask there's you. There's a historical context to that movie before, like you know, that, that basic that you know not all people understand. Um, let me ask you a quick question before we get into um some other stuff or whatever. Okay. With the movie, did it show more so that his inspiration was a spiritual inspiration for freedom, or was it because of stuff that happened more so on? Um, the plantation, like, you know, women getting raped or people getting beat or whatever? It was a combination. That's a good question because one thing that but I I've thought heard different was things. I was curious from your viewpoint on that. I mean, and, and, and also, I don't know if people know, if I'm correct, the original Birth of a Nation didn't have, it wasn't, a, wasn't the Nat Turner story. This was a story about Nat Turner. So the original, wasn't, the original Birth of a Nation wasn't done like about that. But this one, in its modern dispensation, it's a, this is a story about Nat Turner. And this is almost a basic story that people who are into black history learn when they, especially when they first get into it. Nat Turner is one of the earliest stories that they learn. And, 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 and as far as your question is concerned, that was just, it was, it was that. And also, there was, the, what was interesting is that I know as a Christian, I understood this. And I think most Christians who are into reading beyond the Bible, and I knew some who were like that. They they're always conflicted, and they see that certain scriptures um, promote slavery and servitude. Well, you know, and I remember I'd be like, "Well, why does it say, you know, this?" He said, "Oh, well, that's." He remember a Christian telling me, "Oh, well, that was the ancient word for uh, that was a Roman word or this, uh, way of saying slavery." I mean, saying a uh, servant. But you know, that was kind of a slick way of saying. And, you know, as a Christian, I, I I let that go. And but but I noticed that in, that, in the movie there was this little. That if, 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 if he was sent to a, a plantation to preach to them the scriptures and they would say to be obedient. And then he started to feel conflicted like that because the only reason why they were being, they were whatever was because how they were, they were in slavery and how they were being treated. So it, it just got, it came to a point. So it's kind of a mix because he, 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 he was, he was, he was known as a, you know, a class, uh, 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 like the best preacher in the area. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, you know, a slave preacher. So he, he Amongst the whites thought that also, so it, 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 so he it, it picked up on reading early. So there was a lot of different things in there, but you know, I, I think it was a mix of the two. I guess it would have to be a mix of the two. And um, uh, even if he wasn't literal with the scripture, there would have to be something in the you know the cosmic inner inner person that would have would have responded just like an animal would if it's being attacked. You know what I'm saying? It would defend itself. So you know. But from the, from you know that's why I said it's not I don't believe it's great but I, but as a researcher and as a person that follows certain things in media I wanted to see what was being projected and what we were getting mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and you know and you know I, I don't hate the brother you know what I'm saying 
but I, you know, so I wasn't going to not spend my money in it. And even, you know, you know, I, even though I, I don't like what went down, but you know, as an artist, I'm looking kind of independent of personal things. Cause if we put the good guy, bad guy thing in a lot of jokers ain't going to make it. You know what I'm saying? And so as an artist, I look at that, you know, purely as, as that, you know what I'm saying? And, but you know, it, 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 you know, like she said, there's a lot of artists that need support, not just this or not just the things that are being hyped or what have you. You know, I mean, if it wasn't for the Internet, a lot of people wouldn't get their shine. So it's most of the people, there's a lot of people through that venue that need, you know, hype or, or they have alternate venues that are on TV or what have you. You know, but it's all good. No doubt, no doubt. Like, like it's 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 a very interesting scenario for me because my study and memory of um Nat Turner was more of him being you know feeling a deep spiritual thing about having to do it and it wasn't like necessarily provoked by things that would be used as a movie trope. No, and no, I would agree. I, I, I mean, in other words, that's my research says that too. Feeling about that. And I don't yeah. necessarily know how that would be. Cause, I mean, I think that would almost be a different movie, even if they're like, look. I agree. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. This is just a mess. You know what I'm saying? And God told me I'm supposed to be able to fight for my freedoms where, you know, hey, if it was done for other reasons, it would have been done for other reasons. But remembering, you know, reading, you know, the, the interviews and stuff like before he passed and yeah. was killed or whatever. It was just there like, nah, God was like, this is some, some bullshit and we got to lift up arms and fight because that would be a different movie. I think that would be a movie that might not have gotten that money. No, I would agree. I you would agree. And, so it's, it's, just a, it's just an interesting scenario. Cause, I mean, again, people can interpret art as they want to and they can either, you know, look at the artist and tie it in or separate it because I still think the dude is trash as a human being. All right, I'll put it this way. He had a trash period in his life. And he doesn't seem like he grew too much from explaining that trash period and moving on. But hey, that 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 is what it is. That's what he had to do with his, with his creator or the universe or whatever people believe in. But I just—I mean, don't get me wrong. People might think that my interpretation is off in a sense because he was he was into it, but they didn't show an aspect of you know, like he did say in the movie, "Oh, well, there's scriptures to justify us doing this." And the scriptures are just about us being free. Like he, that was a line in the movie. So I, you know, it, it, they didn't, cause in my reading and research, there was a specific thing about it being a spiritual, like, uh, a spiritual energy, energy form he was going, he was dealing with. So now I agree with Fusion on that, but they, I don't believe that they hyped it, um, in the way that it could have been, you know, and uh, in, in the sense of how, you know, the records and, and logs of his life or whatever. But check it out and see what y'all think, though. Word up, word up. And um, it's, it's been an interesting month in terms of black entertainment since the last time we really got to sit down and talk. Um, so we'll just talk about movies and TV for a little bit before we get into some other stuff. Um, I saw the entire season of Luke Cage on Netflix. Yeah. And that shit is fantastic. <laughs> and not just because I'm a comic book geek, which some people may or may not know. Even though teenage me was like bugging out in terms of some of the stuff they threw in there, or whatever. But I think it's one of the few Marvel series where even if you're not 
into that type of thing. It's probably the most, I guess, if you, we talk about a comic book universe, grounded of their series. Like, I remember seeing one person on Facebook almost be there like, yo, it's like New York undercover, but, you know, niggas have superpowers. <laughs> and whatever. Um, real quick synopsis for those who may not be familiar, because I'm not going to make assumptions. Um, basically, um, Luke Cage is like a hero who came through a rough circumstance. Essentially, he was framed for something in jail. And they did experimentation on him. So through the experimentation, he ended up um, getting essentially um, super strength and um, damn near impenetrable skin. So in other words, if somebody shot at him, it don't do anything. So you got this black superhero dude in Harlem who has these powers. Oh, he's supposed to be from Harlem? Um, Not from Harlem, but that's where he's based right now. And um, cause I'm, cause I'm not trying to give away certain stuff like like you would love it if you haven't seen any of it yet. I know you. No, no, no. You, I, you'll fall in love with, with Joe because not just because with the history of, the, of Harlem and, and and being one of the more premier black communities in the last hundred or more years, that that was that was that was a good choice. That was a good choice. And and, and this that's not even like, like some street corner shit. I mean, it can be that, but it's it goes such way and beyond that. And, and more than that, that was a good choice. And that's the thing about the series, because, I mean, this has actually been a character that has been around since the 70s. Okay. And ended up getting more of a renaissance as time has um gone by through the decades and stuff. I mean, when I'm talking about me being a teenager, I'm talking about the 90s or whatever, when I first started reading um Luke Cage and Heroes for Hire comics and all of that type of stuff. And now, as a grown-ass adult, they're making all these TV series and movies, and, I, and I'm here for it, because both of them are quality. But, um... So. Yeah, basically, it's just going through a situation that he got in where, you know, some people get got wrapped up and stuff, and he's, you know, out for revenge and having to get to the point of becoming the superhero. And um, it's just good, man. I mean, the action is good. Storylines are good. The acting is good to, like, phenomenal. Um, everybody from the brother who plays Luke Cage to, you know, you got folks like Alfie Woodard in the mix. Okay. Um, you as um one of the villains, you got God. I always mispronounce his brother's name, so I apologize in advance. Um, I think it's Marshahala Ali. People have seen him in a lot of TV shows, but he's one of the villains too. He kills it. Really? In that role, yeah. You got like crazy cameos, like music cameos and star cameos. Dapper Dan. Let me let me see, let me put it like this. Dapper Dan shows up in one of the episodes. Okay. Like, they put in all their love trying to show a multifaceted black Harlem. From the politicians to the, uh. Um, you say Dapper Dan, you mean the one from back in the day, Dapper Dan? Back in the day, Dapper Dan. Oh, okay. He, he just, he just pops up in the piece. Cause it's oh, Harlem. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Ali Shaheed Muhammad and Adrian Young are doing the score and the music supervision okay. for it. Okay. So, um, like, it's it's crazy, man. Like again, I personally really enjoyed it. it. Had to take me about the past two weeks to knock it out because again, it's been busy in Fusebox Radio and personal business land. But um, yeah, like um, yeah, lots lot lots of us um. Oh yo yo, that's right. Big up to um, we talk about T. Big up to Damon Wayans. I think he's gonna be on some show. He's coming back. If I'm correct, Damon Wayans. I think they're doing Lethal Weapon. 
I heard that show's actually on. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but apparently it's going to be Big up to Damon Wayans. I mean, you know, like, we got to keep it real. I mean, Living Color, when he was on it, and that, when that, that's, still pre, that's still the premier black half an hour show. Um, what else black TV was? Uh, I mean, I, I mean. Black TV. Like, oh. I mean, it's um, just a sketch comedy, but, I mean, just to have that that energy back on TV, God bless him. No doubt, no doubt. Um, what else was I about to say? I mean, it's been busy in Black TV land. Um, Issa Rae, some folks on the net are feeling familiar with her um, Black Awkward Girl series. She has a show called Insecure on HBO, which um I've watched the first few episodes so far. I'm digging it. Consistently, it's um the ups and downs of a young black lady in um L.A. Okay, who's kind of like in that um in between like. You know, growing up, steez and it is suburban, but it's semi-suburban, and dealing with crap from white folks and certain kinds of black folks, or whatever. <laughs> but um, so far it's a nice little series, and I mean, if nothing else, that's just a literally like we talked about. You talked about earlier that um, in, um, internet artists need props. No I'm like, this is who literally started her series from YouTube and now had to join on HBO. So on that alone, that's large. And um, in, from interviews and other stuff I've seen, she's like a good-natured lady or whatever. So big up to, to her. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm sitting around like, God, I watched a lot of black TV and movies this past month. Oh, um, Donald Glover's Atlanta on FX is a great freaking show. Um, there's like so many layers to that show because it's, like, it's not necessarily laugh-out-loud comedy. But it's a lot of stuff that you would just recognize from like regular everyday, you know, mofos or whatever. And um the stuff that they do. Um I would tell people to start from the from the beginning with it, because there's some real shit they, they throw in the mix in the comedy. We just they're like, damn. You you really put that in there. These these white folks who funded your show are letting you run that gamut. That's kinda cool. Why has not to uh, like, uh, get in the way of the of, of flow of energy? No doubt. <laughs> and I'm um, real quick on, like, I'll put it like this. The last two episodes, like, all the episodes have been cool, but they've been steadily growing to be better. The last episode was about homeboy who's the antagonist of his girlfriend going to some um black ladies networking thing. And it had a big, like, you know, class issue situation and a whole bunch of other shit going on. And I would just feel like, like for me, that was one of the realest episodes I've seen. No doubt. That still had laugh jokes because I've been through that shit. I've been through that no shit. Doubt. I just feel like, you know, some motherfucker who looks like me looking down on me because they got some money and or, you know, they married somebody who was richer whether they were of the same ethnicity or a different ethnicity. It's funny and like that, a little, and a little, that, and a little bullshit you go through with that, especially if, if people look at you like, well, you don't have this pedigree of education or money or whatever. And just watching that episode, I'm like, shit, man. This is some real fucking shit that's in this episode. And it's funny that you brought that up because I had been thinking about that. And, 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 and coming up in Jersey, there was a lot of things that I was taught and I experienced. And if I, Jersey is one of the few places that I know that, you know, at least when I was coming up, that um, the suburban blacks up there were like any other blacks I had ever been around who were suburban other places. Partly because who they had to deal with who wasn't suburban. But one thing that I learned coming up there 
or, or just in general in New York in general was that um, there was something unique about a person that had got their money and it wasn't through the college system. Because most of the people who are up there looking down, most of them got it through the college system. A lot of them might be, be, be involved in them secret societies and fraternities, sororities, you know, or, and just the, 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 the unction I think people feel after they've gotten a piece of paper and some money. And just like the vibe, not that the accomplishment was bad. You know, I had people in my family that were highly educated. And, and the people that I knew in my family, it, they never had that vibe of, you know, they were more about the moralistic aspect. Well, I don't necessarily care what you got, but what is, where, moralistically, where do you stand? You know what I'm saying? As opposed to anything else. And I think that's kind of how I got where I'm, what, you know, but I, I, but I would, but the thing is, there's something unique about a person that got, you know, like hip hoppers, almost the best example that they got their money and didn't have to go through that route. So you got something, somebody that didn't have to, didn't have to, to do a lot of booty kissing through the university systems or through the fraternal orders to get some money and get some place or, and you know, which means a lot of times when they go to those channels, they didn't have to do something they didn't want whether that was speak to somebody or do something sexual. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, like cats who are comedians who, who make it, or artists in general who make uh, artists who make it in that way, there's something about that. There's something about the, uh, the purity to that. And if you get it the best way you can, or however, especially as a black person in America, but just for my, and I had both sides in my family, you know, the highly educated and the, and the street cats who got the so. Just from seeing it, I, there's no doubt about it that uh, those educated blacks who are level-minded and were rare, were very rare. But the but the street cats or whatever, they normally who got the money, and especially if they weren't necessarily still in it, but they still had the money. Oh, even they were still in it. There was some, there was something about it, something about the vibe. Because everybody lies to a certain degree, so we're not gonna put the street cats lower than the cats who got it through education because they lying about something too. You know what I'm saying? But just from, there's something about not having to, and, 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 you know, that sterility that comes through, the, the, mostly through those, um, uh, acad- halls of academia and those, and those secret societies, something about that comes through that, 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 that sterilizes the person. But anyway. I mean, it's, it's a funny scenario when you get into this type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, people want to have comfort with food, shelter, and, and education that include, more so having an inquisitive mind yeah, and a critical thinking mind and anything, right? Like, yeah. I know dope people have PhDs. I know people who ain't worth shit with a PhD. Mm-hmm. I know geniuses who don't have a, form, a quote-unquote formal degree. No doubt about that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it gets interesting when you look at the aspects of what people value even though it could just be the most surface shit that people value and that's why i bought up that particular episode that just came on this past week i know all the episodes are on um, the fx site or if you have like cable on demand or whatever but that episode i was like shit yo good lord because um real quick brief history for people who haven't seen atlanta yeah i'm not gonna give away too much but um donald glover's character Ern had dropped out of princeton and moved back down to atlanta and now um He's like, you know, he's just doing a, he's doing his hustle and um, he's uh, managing his cousin who's like a rapper who that's a whole other hilarious scenario there. Because for us as music people, like I know if you see this show, we're going to look at this shit and be there like we've, we've seen shit just like this. 
They have the club episode. It is there like nobody even wants to be in the fucking club. They had that episode. They had a, a police brutality commercial in one of them joints. It was like a tricks commercial, but it was fucked up because the police would like beat the shit out of the wolf that was trying to steal the kid's cereal. <laughs> I mean, like they they do a whole bunch of crazy shit in the show, but again, there's like little bits of reality, um, including people who, if you go to a music event, front to be bigger than they are. And a bunch of other stuff. So, um, that's a cool show. Like, we're, we're kind of in an interesting little age of diverse, more more diversity in showing particular Black American experiences. And I'm digging it. Like, even shows I'm not necessarily be the craziest about. I'm glad there's more that's out here. Oh, lastly, um, I'm not big on OWN, but they have a drama called Queen Sugar that's pretty on point too. And um, Bagan, um. Keith David plays um the father who's the head of this household and he dies and it ends up being his family having to deal with um this farm that he owned that planted sugarcane and like all the stuff they're going through and it's actually um pretty good little um show man like again it just shows interesting little family dynamics with um particular parts of black black America that they're like I haven't really seen this on TV like this. And, you know, that's kind of cool because it's not like, it's, it, you know, it's, it's complex. I think one of the main things in our society in general is we don't really get the chance to just be human beings and that's just being complex. There's time you do good stuff, there's time you do fucked up stuff, and there's a whole lot of in between. And one of the things I know for myself personally, and it took a little while to get to that point, is that you're not supposed to fit yourself into the most comfortable stereotype people have of a particular black person. No doubt. You just gotta be you. It does not mean for you to be there like, fuck blackness or whatever and all that. I don't want to be anything else but a black American, quite frankly. If somebody catches feelings, fuck that. I I can't help. I can't do nothing for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Because black Americans are awesome. No doubt. Black folks are awesome, but black Americans... When you learn the history about that, Mm-hmm. That statement she made means so much difference when you learn a little bit of history. And she knows a lot of history, so. No doubt. So me looking at it that way, that's just a, that's a thing. But I like the fact that the complexity that we have been denied in the real world and in fictional worlds no doubt. is increasing more and more. Because ultimately, you're supposed to be a good human being, period, no matter who the fuck you are. <laughs> you know what no I'm doubt. saying? But we don't have to be the stereotype of the quote-unquote ultra-woke or the quote-unquote street thug or like, you know, the quote-unquote pimp or thug or hoe or whatever. You can just be a human being. You can enjoy sex and not fuck everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. You can like reading deep, you know, metaphysical stuff and sometimes want to read a fucking comic book. No doubt. Or the paper. You can just be human. Everybody else gets to be human, but Again, we get it denied a whole lot, but a lot of that takes you embracing that you are that human being. You don't have to be somebody else's notion of what that is, including people who might look like you. But um, that that got off on a little tangent. But yeah, man, um, lots of entertainment in between being busy and trying to sleep. So y'all got some recommendations and stuff right there. Oh, lastly, this is not necessarily a quote-unquote black, but it's just something I've enjoyed. I just knocked out the entertainment before we get into some... um, quick news items um there is a series i'm reading via image comics called the black monday murders 
that shit is so dope and crazy, you guys. It is good. Um, <clears throat> real quick, um, synopsis. Um, basically, there's this mur- these murders that have been happening ever since the Wall Street crash in 1929. Oh, no. Like murders that end up to be found out to be sacrifices. And um, in the modern day, the latest murder slash sacrifice happened, and this black detective who had a family who had a history of um Voudon is put on the case to solve it. And um, yeah, like people already like image comics and TV shows like Outcast or stuff like that, because like the the dude who writes these um books, um Jonathan Hickman. He does a lot of stuff where he bases things on real life history and concepts and stuff. He just goes in a whole like alternate direction. Like his last series, like Hollywood, exactly. Like his last um series was um called the Manhattan Project, which is like a whole alternate history of um the Manhattan Project and all the cats who were involved in that. And this one, I'm talking about the one talking about like the baking families and shit. Like, they'll yeah. talk about, like, oh, here's a Rothschild, here's this, here's that, here's what they call the Eastern Banks and the Western Banks and all of that, and they put stuff in a different format. But you're looking at this just, they're like, god damn, this is fucked up. But this is cool, because, you know, the storyline's good, and the action's cool. And they're, like, into their, like, third issue now, and I'm just sitting here, like, doing little kid dances each month now, trying to wait for the next, um, book, because he does, he does limited series, too. So they might usually maybe, like, run maybe 12 to 24 issues. But um, that's really good, so I think that's my last little bit of entertainment stuff I can think of right now. But um, you heard us talk about a lot of stuff, so check some things out. Um, Let's see here. I wanted to talk about um, the past two weekends I was at the um, National African American History Museum here in D.C., um, our last show we had talked about watching the um opening ceremonies for it. It weren't necessarily pleased with the vibe of it. And like two weeks after, like I did a solo trip because I ended up getting free tickets. And the weekend after, I had extra free tickets, so I went with family the um other time. The best way I could put the museum is I think people do need to go there. I think they need to go there and see it just for the sake of there is so much shit in there. You're not going to do it in one trip. And I do believe that the curators, the people who got all the stuff together, whether it was paper or documentations or old artifacts or stuff like that, I believe those folks did really care about putting that stuff together. No doubt. And getting it out there. And the museum's been only been open a little over a month as we're recording, so I'm trying to do this mini review and be fair about that aspect. Because for people who aren't familiar with the Smithsonian um, museum system here in New York and stuff, besides permanent exhibitions, they have stuff that like um, they have like special displays that'll be there for like a few months to weeks or whatever. Yeah, they end up rotating besides other programming. So this is just me looking at the museum fresh and new. And literally after spending the equivalent of a day and a half combined um, in the spot. Um, I think if you're already on some shit, you're going to be way more on some shit after you visit. 
like for somebody like me who i guess people would call quote unquote politically left on a lot of things which is a weird terminology that's a whole other conversation for another day uh, much less you know being a history person like you walk up in there and um they have lots of stuff tiered off by floors in terms of errors and stuff like that or certain stuff they want to cover if you're going to walk down to that first floor where they actually have like old ankle chains they used to put on slaves and you know paperwork and documents a whole bunch of other stuff if you're already like you know fuck white capitalism you're gonna be that way a thousand percent after you walk out that bitch because <laughs> it's documented it's not anything that could even be denied it, it's not shit that's made up it ain't storytelling and if anything it's like if y'all ain't keep so many get goddamn good records you might have brainwashed people a little better like when you see do they stuff, let you touch the, do they let people touch the chains Nah, like um, some stuff you can touch and some stuff is in enclosures, right? I mean, like the super old stuff, like they have in enclosures. But certain other things you can go ahead and check out and view and see and um, whatever, whatever have you. But when you look at that type of stuff, you just they're like, this was real shit. And like, for a person like me, I'm like, yeah, I know slavery was a thing. I know certain things my folks went through were a thing, which was an interesting experience when I went with my um family was like um one of my cousins who's in their 50s and my mom my aunt who are in various stages of their 60s like you'll know things you'll have the book knowledge but when you see stuff in front of your face especially some of the real fucked up shit that's right you know like if you're not hit by that or if you go with somebody and they're not hit by that i'll go so far to say you need to get them to fuck out your life i i agree you know, I like, am, I was just thinking that if 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 that like, should be like, a, that I, I, that serves like as a thermometer. If I went on a date with a dude and we went to the museum, and they were like blasé at certain sections. I'd be like, I can't fuck with that motherfucker. Yeah, so that means I agree. that means that means something is gone. Like I was That's up in that right. piece the two days I was up in that piece. I mean, I literally saw some people crying, yo. I believe it. Of multiple backgrounds. Of multiple backgrounds. Cause, I mean, the times I went, yeah, it was majority black folk, but there were other people there too, because it's a museum. Of course. And like, there were like some white folks who were shook seeing it. I was glad they were shook. Yeah. And I'm glad there was something within them that struck them to be like, oh shit. Wow. Cause we had to remember, we all grew up in a fucked up society, right? Like, like in terms of us being black Americans, we have our side of looking at society being fucked, but it's like y'all got it, are getting get fucked up too, cause y'all are being sold a false bill of goods. Wow. That's continuing drama and nonsense or whatever. Like, like if you go down there and you see the papers that literally had people selling off different types of slaves, male and female, to literally be sexually abused. It was like called it was called fancy something or other. I remember. But, in, you know, they were like, you know, quote unquote, the lighter skin, the better. But I'm like, they literally sold those folks to, to literally um, be sex slaves. No doubt. And that was there. You're seeing all this stuff about people getting themselves beat, including in the area I live in right now. For being there, like, I want to sit down and, and eat over here. Like, there were um, things that happened around for people who are familiar with this area this, back in the day. Um, People's Drug Store, which is now known as CVS. Yeah. They had stuff go down besides the 
regular things that we always hear about, like, you know, the citizens in Greensboro and what have you. And I think that's a good thing about the institution is that besides, I guess, the quote unquote bigger stories we always hear about, like, you know, or bigger personalities, like the MLKs, Malcolm X's, Elijah Muhammad's, et cetera, you well, see a lot of stuff from regular people. Like their documentations and pictures and stuff, and you know certain movements that you didn't might not necessarily known about because again our experience is multifaceted. Okay. You know, um, you know you see stuff about like the um various riots in um Oklahoma and Tulsa. No doubt. Um, you saw people talking about redlining districts in Chicago, and then you get to Did see they talk you know, about Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street, and um, yeah. and um, okay. Yeah, and like them being bombed, and them being bombed by the U.S. Um, Army, oh, or Navy, or something like. There's a good amount of stuff like that in there, and I think that is a good thing because, again, besides those communities, you hear about other communities. You're like, I'm like, I didn't even know this. This was a thing, and like, you know, how they fuck those folks over, and um, other stuff. Um, and then you know, you got like the you know creative creative culture side there too which i felt conflicted about those displays more so because i don't know i just felt conflicted about them like i think there was lots of good stuff in there but i think at the same token especially when it got to like later periods of black american history i think some things got a little it felt a little too streamlined i mean the place is five stories i don't expect everything to be in a building you know but you know, I felt kind of weird that it was like, oh, black liberation um, theology like had like a small ass corner <laughs> of the joint. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that I was able to see stuff like, oh, Black Panthers and the Young Lords and other types of stuff in the mix, you know, because, yeah. again, black American experience is diverse. And we also got to look at the Afro-Latino experiences and other, and other types of stuff and how our movements influence other folks' movements. No doubt. But, like, Hopefully. I was talking, you know, you, well, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like talking to my folks about it after the day that we went, and I was still like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It was almost like, well, we went, it felt, how can I explain this? Like, you remember when Dan Rather and them back in the day talked about, like, the World War, like, two generation being, quote, unquote, the greatest generation? Yeah. And, you know, that's some old bullshit, but that's the mythology. It felt like, to me, on some level, there was a black version of, we were killing it in the 60s and 70s, and some other shit happened. Like, we had this foundational stuff, which I'm very glad, again, they had the foundational stuff. But I'm looking at other stuff, I'm like, well, shit, it, you know, it gotta be a little bit more than, like, you know, Anita Hill and Oprah and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree and, with and, that. And, you know, and, you know, President Obama, I mean, it just, I don't know, man, like, again, certain things, I'm I'm glad there was stuff that was there, because there was certain stuff I probably would have never seen at an institution of that magnitude, but it was also kind of a reminder that I'm like, an institution of that magnitude answers to other people. Well you know, like, and it's too, like, great, um, great blacks at wax museum, which is still in Baltimore, right now, isn't answering to the same people the Smithsonian is answering to. Even though they're non-profit, and, you know, I'm a museum person, I like museums, I dig certain stuff that's in there, but, you know, let, let's face it, certain certain things and agendas had to be answered for in terms of who gave what type of money to a place. And and a narrative that wants to be pushed in general. Because that was a whole other thing for me too, which again, I'm trying to be fair because it's only been open over a month and we might see more stuff as time goes by. 
But I'm like, I'm kind of not liking that alternate ways of black living weren't pushed. Yeah. On like a major, major platform, you know? Like, yeah, they did have, you know, the different alternative, um, certain different alternative, um, religious viewpoints of black folks. But. Did they, did they have anything on the Washita's? I did not, I don't remember seeing that. Okay, for those who don't know, Washita's were a black, tr- I don't remember. Or a tribe that, that that's in the northeast of Louisiana. Native American, they're all black. The state has documented their history as being a thousand going back um um that 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 the state has documented that that they had at least been there since one thousand BC. So I you know, so so, so I so there's there's areas they're not gonna get into. You know what I'm saying? So I mean niggas Black folk were there, according even to the state, that that black child was there since 1000 B.C. Well, see, that's... Okay. So that's a thousand years before Christ. Well, see, that's, that's the thing about when I had to look at spots like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain stuff, at least from the time frames I was there, because, again, it, it's a place you gotta you had to at least go to for two or three days, I think. You're not going to cover the place to, in, in any kind of real depth in one day. You might cover a floor or two. Like, the first time I went, I covered four floors. I was there damn near all day. When I was with my family, we covered that first floor that had um the slavery on up stuff. Well and that was a very intensive spot. And, um, like, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's in the area. But I think it's like everything else. You got to look at what's in front of you with a thoughtful eye and a critical eye. And some stuff, again, it should strike you. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, they had, like, Emmett Till's, like, original casket in there. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, that's some heavy, and, that's some and, heavy and, 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 and spirit was, energy that, going that, on in there. And, and, and that was some heavy shit. That was some nah. super heavy shit. You there's know what some I'm stuff saying? floating around. It's like Ghostbusters in there. There's some stuff floating around in there. Cause no I'm telling doubt. you, like, like just that first floor alone, like I'm telling you, when you go through some of that shit, like if you go with somebody and they don't respond, I'm like, they need to get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> they, they really, really do. You know what I'm saying? Because why I don't have Judeo-Christian viewpoints on various stuff at this juncture of my life, I know what a good spirit and a bad spirit is. Or a good and also, we don't, life. well, we don't need fake, fake responses to it. To oh, ooh. Oh no! I mean, I mean, do it I, either. I, I, do I it real or don't do it doing, at all. Yeah, I was saying, I want you being dramatic and doing the fucking most either, because you feel that's the right thing to do. I mean, the fuck good is that going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, maybe I just got lucky the times I went. I'm like, there were some genuine holy shit responses, and I think that type of thing is needed. Like, especially for younger heads, because they're trying to brainwash these kids even more than our generations. If you're going through a public school system, if that's like maybe just I right to bad, you know. Where it's like if you walk up in there and you see that stuff, I mean, sometimes seeing stuff in front of your face makes things real, you know. And I think to have an institution like that there that's free and everything, and once you know, I guess the the hype dies down, they won't have to necessarily do the online tickets anymore, and more and more people will be able to go up in there and see it. Um, 
I think it's an important institution, but again, you just got to have your mind on check. And, you know, to really think about some stuff. Because my, my people just really about, I wish I just saw extra in-depth stuff about what to me feels like the more radical side of modern day black history. Like, I'm glad Oprah had a show that she's a billionaire. What about all these other folk that contributed to the, the train of thought to even do for self? And if society takes it, that's cool. If they don't, that's cool too. You know, but um, again, we'll see what's up as time goes by. They've said that even with those five stories, they still got a ton of stuff in um, various storage areas. Okay. They had so much stuff contributed to them because of the ultimate strength of the place is that you got a lot of ordinary people stuff in there. You know, like even a little town like around where my relatives, some of my relatives still live in North Carolina. They had some shit up in there. No, no. We talk about like Kinston, North Carolina, and Greenville, and other spots. We're like, oh shit, I know these places. But those little, those little facets, those little facets of history get shown on top of the biggies, and I think that's cool. But um, yeah, hopefully when they reopen the tickets, we can try to run through there because I would love to see what you think of it. Oh, I'm definitely going through what and 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 um also want those places remind me of it's like watching certain programs on TV because there's certain holes that they fill in certain holes but certain things that if you're not really looking for yourself you're not going to get it or even be on the ground because I know they're not dealing with the street culture you know so there's there's always going to be that aspect you know um that individuals, you know, uh, you know, like, are they, you know, dealing with Bumpy Johnson? You know, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's certain things that you would have to find out on your own or about that Brotherhood Inc. out of, out of Philly. I'm pretty sure they're not dealing with them. So, you know what I'm saying? If individuals are, see that and that's just a part, a part of your, 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 the searching process. You know what I'm saying? Also, I had found out some history on, on New York. I just wanted to say briefly. And, uh, what I did not, was Adam Clayton Powell, who was a um, uh, uh, was in government in New York, um, and, and especially representing Harlem, is that sit-ins and demonstrations were first done in Harlem by Adam Clayton Powell and his uh, you know his his, his entourage on people he was in the way people he influenced. I never I never knew that. So in other words, it was done nowhere else outside of Harlem. In the beginning, so then that then because those were his brothers down there, that technique was taken to other places. But I never knew that, and um, hopefully they'll throw that little tidbit of history in there um, about you know like uh, you know the, the contributions of you know of, of everybody and what they did or whatever whatever. But definitely, wherever you're from, you should definitely learn the history of kind of like you know the black people there. I definitely encourage black people in New York. Just a little bit. I was in Harlem not not that long ago, and so I had picked up some information or whatever. And I was like, I did not know that. I didn't know that the A train was running from nineteen since nineteen oh four. You could go downtown the hundred twenty fifth, you know, since nineteen oh four. You know, no subway system in America was rocking like that. You know what I'm saying? But that's I'm saying this because this is a part of African American history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that opened up economic opportunities for Black people. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely, and I'm I'm glad somebody I'm glad they put it because they got everybody. You know, we we you know we we African Americans need their own. You know, even though African Americans go to Native American museum and they can learn some stuff in there and vice versa. 
know what I'm saying? Because um, really the only difference really between one of the major differences between Native Americans and African Americans briefly was that one one became more Christianized. And the, the black folk became more Christianized, and they a lot of them a lot of them didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, it, you know that that kind of you know, which is in the end kind of where we got to go back to because you know Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, you know, were three thieves that just hit us over the head and got us thinking ways we shouldn't be thinking. But anyway, but yeah, big up, big up to Smithsonian for putting that together. And um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Black folk needed that. You know, black folk period needed that, but DC needed that. I, I, I think that was good. No doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, let's um tag up a few things up in the news. Um, the election, fuck the election. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it because the fact that even if you believe in how the current political system is, and I quite frankly don't think it's, I think it's horribly flawed beyond comprehension. But even if you believe in this, I'm like, you're choosing between a questionable white woman and a completely incompetent white man. <laughs> if you believe in, if you don't like to even remotely ponder a third party in the mix for the presidency. Um, I'm tired of all this bullshit, yo. I'm, 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 I'm tired of it. I ain't for incompetency, but I'm tired of people trying to act like I was supposed to worship Hillary Clinton too. Fuck that. And it, 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 it ain't gonna be that way. Like, but it, like, it's very weird when you get into the point where people have political conversations with you right now. And then I just want to be diehard one way or the other. I'm just here like, Donald Trump's a piece of shit. If y'all don't believe that by now, I don't know what to tell you. That man's been a piece of shit for 70 years. He's been a rich, barely punished piece of shit for 70 years. I don't expect him to change. Hillary Clinton has been a professional politician for over 40-something years. There's been good in the mix, and there's been some garbage on that end. I don't necessarily expect that to change either. But we got to look at the fact of the current political system put both of these people in front of us. They co-signed them, so what does that mean? It's beyond those two people. Because we got a quote-unquote black president now. Well, he is a black president, but you know. We got a president who's black right now, and we, we've been screwed like shit for eight years. No doubt. So one of these things is not like the other, you know. And you'll say that to some black people and they'll get mad at you. Oh, people, what's funny is that people get there are some black people there are some black people who don't even read or only thing they do is watch TV and whatever and will so in other words, their thoughts on the dude are what the T V said. They don't have their own thoughts on him. Like like people get pissed when you're critical. Like I can acknowledge that President Obama has gotten a lot of shit be- simply because he's black, regardless of his belief system. No, no. He's got a lot of shit simply because he's black and he has a pretty black wife who's smart as hell and he has no, no. two beautiful black children who are smart as hell. And no, no. for eight years, if nothing else, they have been a truly non-controversial ass family. You no, ain't have no. no sex scandals. You ain't have no bribery shit. You ain't have none of that shit, right? Like you literally had a bunch of people the second he get, they were, he won, they were just there like, fuck that nigger. We ain't voting in shit. And we've had all types of obstruction on the budget and various laws passing and all types of things. 
and i can talk about it but i can also talk about that hey um some real nervous shit in the realms of privacy has gone down under the obama administration no doubt about that there's various shit overseas that at bare minimum is questionable if not downright what the hell especially in the realm of drones no doubt um I know the president is the president of America, but yeah, there's certain disappointments in black America that I don't expect him to solve because ultimately the presidency is just a prong of the system. It ain't a kingship no. or a dictatorship. But I can be there like, yeah, certain things with the administration is not cool. And comparing Hillary Clinton's email to Donald Trump's complete assholery seems like whatever, but I'm just still like, even if she becomes president, y'all still gotta talk about Hey man, something something is systemically wrong. No doubt. And she played the game that's systemically wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I emails, e emails when you have this dude who literally had a tape of him talking about grabbing women by the pussy in the past week or two. We weren't on the air, you know. Um, even though I'm just there, like we already know he's a sexist. He's still trying to say the Central Park Five are guilty, even though DNA and everything else exonerated those dudes. Yeah, I remember that coming up. All they, these they racist, all these racist though. ass um rallies, racist and sexist yeah. ass rallies. I remember that I was alive when that was cracking. There, they those. I felt bad for them boys, and then they then they came out. So in other words, that was just kind of like you know a railroad session. You know what I mean? Just to you know uh, 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 to destroy those boys. I mean because they came out, they came out, then they didn't do it. So that was like a destroy those boys session. Mm-hmm. And Trump was one of those guys who was a part of it by putting out that ad back in the day, talking about stuff. Like, look, man, I mean, the man is a sociopath. You know what I mean? He just is. But he's been a sociopath who's been a rich white dude for 70-something years, and people would rather worship that than any kind of common sense that comes under a different thing. But, like, I look at things, and I'm like, when people get mad when I talk about looking at a third-party situation, I'm like, hey, if you register with a third party, that doesn't mean you got to vote all the time for a third party. You vote for the person who you get an educated, you know, vibe from. Educate, you, you had to exercise an educated vote, period, regardless of what you're on. You're not supposed to just be blindly following motherfuckers like a lemming in hope that, quote-unquote, your team wins. Because, again, both teams have only really benefited so many people. And, and I think Trump really weird. represents all business people. I think he's just maybe a loud, obnoxious one. But when he talked about that thing with women, I think that's across the board with businessmen. Because mm-hmm. I think men see how, even men who ain't got no money, oh, they got income tax, and just how people look at them different when they got new shoes on. Or, or, or leather hat on, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, something, whatever, whatever. New shoes make whatever. And just, just, the, the, you know, and so you're talking about millions of dollars. So, you know, I don't, I think that that's, you know, especially how just regular men are. I'm not surprised he said something about that was man talk. I agree with that. I agree. Not all men do, but some men do, some men do, and especially when they're in a situation when they're amongst themselves, there's a lot of men that talk like that. You know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, um, that it's always been this way, but especially now that, you know, if 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 if, if, if your man, if a woman's man is not like trying to be a better person or trying to focus on the what the proper good or God, you're talking to somebody else. It takes discipline to 
to to do. That's like almost abstaining from food. It takes discipline to abstain from from women, especially when you have the opportunity to do it and the woman won't know. And it's vice versa for a woman. You know what I'm saying? There's a discipline for that. And that's why, like, when he said that, I was like, that's, she's, she's right. There's a lot of motherfuckers who are like that, who are in that position, and who ain't in that position, who feel that way. And I'm pretty sure when he touched those women, he got that off a couple of times, and he knew in certain situations he can get that off. And, you know, and based on, you know, we should assume that, you know, I mean, regular dudes, I mean, I, when I'm partying with my peoples, and most of them is married, and, you know, and they want to go to the titty bars, the go-go bars, so I go with them. And, you know, there'll be dudes in there, and, you know, and, you know, I don't go in there to talk to men, you know. But, you know, my boys, you know, you know, I guess for however they know people that go there, they whatever, whatever, there'll be jokers in there spending a lot of money. And, and my, my, so, and, and, and a lot of these motherfuckers is married. So it's like, there's always something going on. You know what I'm saying? There's always some, that's part of the reason why I ain't married and got no kids. Cause there's, there's, there's good people and not all good people can come together and they're married, even though they're good people. But then there's situations of what, you know, you I almost feel that you almost, if you're married, you should almost expect royalty from the average person. You should expect maybe they just come home to you. But, you know, it's, 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 I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of things. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it like this, right? People have their own relationships. They have yeah. their own relationships, dealings, and understandings that aren't quote unquote traditional. If y'all yeah. know what y'all two are getting into, or multiple of that's your thing, then I really can't say shit about it. Mm-hmm. The issue comes when people aren't honest about certain things. You know what I mean? Like, well, some of these cats who've been, especially the, like that older generation of cats, yeah, I'm I'm relatively sure that even if it were to put out there blatantly, some folks know what they got into. But yeah. there's still there's still even a level of okay, you might be doing A B C D or E. I still don't want to yeah. hear about it though, or be embarrassed yeah. to have to find out about it through a particular way. Like when you see like famous people, yeah. especially those people who aren't together a whole lot, or they don't necessarily, or maybe those two decided they're not necessarily quote unquote monogamous, but they go home to each other. You still don't know necessarily hear about, you know, your significant other banging out somebody else in a public forum that might be embarrassing to you. You know what I mean? Like, a dude like Trump, particularly, I mean, the dude's been married, like, what, three times? Three, four times? Some shit? I mean, I'm pretty oh. sure after minutes, it's like, okay, this dude probably does his thing, especially because he's rich, he's just used to doing nonsense and bullshit. He still don't want to have no shit about, you know, like with, with homegirl, like I give less than a fuck about her on any other days, but I'm like, that had to be embarrassing to be like, yo, here's a tape of your husband pretty much talking about being a piece of shit while you were knocked up at the time, where it's like, nigga, really? I gotta hear about this, like, damn near 20 years later when I was knocked up, you talking about doing all this shit? Bruh, cause I mean, you know, let's be honest, men and women, especially when you're around your peers, or yeah. people you're comfortable about, you might talk about some sex shit, and that might sound mad savage. But you're also usually talking about somebody, well, I hope so, but at least with my people, you're talking about sex with people consented. Like, I think the thing with Trump's situation, what it was just like, yeah, I just grab a motherfucker and I do, mm, I don't give a damn if, if they want to get it or not. You know what I'm saying? But there's people like you were talking about earlier, there's regular folks who do that, and that to me is a scary thing. <laughs> like, when I'm on the net and I see people co-signing this fuckery, I'm just like, y'all are really grown as fucking co-signing this bullshit. And you expect people to be okay with it and to somehow have a healthy relationship. 
that that's not how life works yo either if you know that's not your steve either keep it moving or at least let the person know so they can make a decision because ultimately honesty is whatever is going to be there like if there's people like like let's say there's couples who are far apart they might have a thing where it's like look you know don't be stupid and i'm pretty sure you have discipline anyway but if you slip because we're wild far apart it might be whatever but when y'all t- you know together together maybe y'all like had a distance job thing and then like move move back in together or whatever like yeah that's probably not gonna fly a certain way but maybe it does again that's those are adult conversations that a lot of adults don't have and those are very rare i'm just trying to keep it 100 percent i've been around i've been around a lot of different real dudes before i've been around a lot of real and 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 through the polarity like the up i've been around a lot of different variety of dudes and that's rare like when a man's far, you know, there's this in the relationship and he not fucking some, that's ultra, ultra rare. Let's and see. I even go as far as to say it that, yeah, that, 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 that normally don't happen. But I mean, that's why a lot of I mean, times people shouldn't have certain expectations. Well, see, that, that's, that's why I talk about the honesty aspect when we get into this type of thing, right? Because I'm like, if you have distance, I think either party could slip. But I also think if y'all are really in sync about certain stuff, you know, you, you might be there like, hey, here's the expectation, whatever, whatever. It's at least there. You know what I'm saying? Because human beings are fallible. You know what I mean? But, like, I always find it weird when nobody throws that type of thing out there. Then you get mad at something that neither y'all two ever discussed. Or you never put it there. Like, that's my thing. Plus, also, you know, again, sexuality can be a totally different thing with people. Well you know, as long as you don't come back in, if you know, no, no side or no disease, you might have somebody who, do, who doesn't care. But that's still a scenario, you know, that you got to do. Because most of the time, a lot of stuff with people comes to the fact of a dishonesty factor. Like, you got people who have polygamous relationships who get pissy because somebody lied about something. Even though you might be there like, well, isn't it polygamous? It's like, yeah, it could be polygamous, but the way that we broke down these ways we were going to have this relationship, it didn't go that way. It's still a lie. You know what I mean? Or again, it's something that y'all didn't have an understanding of because that wasn't put out there. But I don't know, man. Like, I know people in so many different kinds of relationships, some that I'm just there like, it would not work for me, but it works for you. Hooray. (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> folks just keep it going from there wow that went off on a completely different tangent um let's see here um peace to all the native american brothers and sisters right now who are over at standing rock well, fighting the um pipeline which yes, how, yes. how how bullshit is that situation where it's yeah. like hey I mean, man um, long line of, 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 of lots of treaty breaking history Long line of people being disappointed by lies and and um, disruptions and people's lives, um, land, um, property. You know that's going on. That's been going on since the 1500s. You know what I'm saying in this country. So I don't know. Like it shouldn't be a surprise, but I think because we just have more of a media age of things, just the blatant fuckery of it is because. I know most of the news I've gotten from it has it has and death has been overseas. Oh, no. 
you know, they barely talked about it on the news channels here, even though it was like literally, you know, groups of folks who were beefing with each other for centuries were like, look, this is some bullshit. This is messing with sacred land and it's messing with water. Like, you should be a little frightened when shit messes with water. No doubt. And other stuff, no you know doubt. what I mean? At, at bare minimum. And these folks who have been vastly majority peacefully protesting and had dogs sicked on them via private companies was a whole interesting thing. Um, you know, cops being on the bullshit. They tried to hem up Amy Goodman because she was reporting on it with Democracy Now. And they were trying to say she was inciting a riot. People had to scream on those motherfuckers to drop those charges. Oh, no. It went from, it went from trespassing to inciting a riot because you're reporting on what was happening. As as press, that should be a scary fucking thing. Well, no. like, that's some um, totalitarian shit. And even like now, like they're they're saying they're trying to stall on the building, but nothing has really happened on that end due to the you know the folks over at just department department or whatever. But I don't know, man. Like money can't talk for everything, yo. But we'll see how everything goes down. And speaking of um various hypocrisies. And whatnot, talking about the opposite side of the fence. I'm sure folks remember the um scenario over in Oregon a few months back, where you had folks take over um a federal building and land and stuff for like over a month and a half. And yeah. those were some, you know, self styled, you know, white folk militia groups. And they had some of those guys go on trial. They still got extra trials to go through or whatever. But they got found not guilty by a jury. These were cats who were like talking all this shit on the internet, had guns, were threatening people in the town and community and all that. And those motherfuckers got found not guilty. If I have a pen knife and I go to a federal building in southeast DC, not even the fancy part of DC, my ass will probably get shot. These cats had all types of weapons and stuff and they got off scot free, but you know, America's gonna America. And show its hypocritical sides and all of that. So that's I don't know that that's what to be expected when that happened to a degree, but it's still like damn shitty and um annoying. Um, we'll do one or two more joints, then we'll um wrap this up here. Um, let's see here. Shout out to a tribe called Quest man. New album coming out next month. Okay. Oh, yeah. Out yes, the had Fife and them um on board. Oh, Fife, that was they recorded that before he passed. They had recorded that before he passed. Oh, okay. So with this, I think it's like um mid November, November eleventh. Will be number eleven. November eleventh will be when that joint drop. Oh, okay. So we'll definitely see what's going on with that. Um, I'm curious to see how that's going to go about. Cause it took them, it took them a while to get together and get into that groove. So I mean, that's going to be, you know, all the original cast like um, Alicia He Muhammad, Jerobi, Fife and Q-Tip. Okay, and now Q-tip I definitely am looking forward to it. I, I know, I know that it's going to be, um, I know it's going to be good. Whether it's great or not is another thing, but I know it'll be good. I just don't. They've never done anything bad. They never done a bad album. No, not all. Like, like they're like they're like they're the, they're the group to me that their worst album was good. Yeah. And that was when the fire happened with the um, the last album. 
Yeah. Or was it? It was. I think the it was the album that was going to be the Love Movement or the one that the, the, the Love Movement was the album that the Love Movement replaced or something. Yeah, like um, the Love Movement was like a whole bunch of new stuff and re-recorded stuff. Cause that's when I think Q-Tip's like apartment had a fire or something. I remember I was in school when that happened. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I'm curious to see you know what what folks got together like. Like you said, I don't expect it to be anything but good. Yeah. Like, is it gonna be classic tribe? We'll we'll see. You know, there was a rumor that Eric B and Rakim were getting back together to do a new album and a tour that ended up being false. But yeah, I, I when I saw Rakim in New York a couple of months ago, Eric B wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I was expecting he, you know, because I felt that if E B was there. That was going to bring back the old energy, and it was going to be his people who was going to be there because mostly it was Rakim people's on stage, and some some DJ who could sing. He had a DJ who could sing, and um, but you know, I I, I was a little disappointed that EB wasn't there though. No doubt, no doubt. Let me see what else is going on here. I'm just trying to touch base on a few quick things before we wrap it up. Princess Paisley Park Estate is now officially a museum. Which how else was it going to be? So if no I get a chance to get to the Midwest one day. That should be a thing. Let's see. Quick hits, quick hits, quick hits. On the news and um, ow. Did it do um? Literally, tablet scrolling to make sure some stuff. Oh um, people who've been checking out the fuse box radio um. Facebook page, we got a lot of news stories on there, so we'll just touch base quickly on some of the stuff that was on there the past um, few weeks or so. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what? Hell, for now, we'll we'll wrap it up, because there'll be more stuff we can touch base on later yeah, on. Yeah. Our, our catching up on other stuff took up some time, and I think we touched base pretty much on everything um, our cells need to. Um, one last quick note, election-wise, it's beyond the presidential scenario. You got state and local yeah. elections. And all I'm going to tell people is to educate themselves and engage in an educated vote. Nobody needs a dumbass vote. Nobody needs a lemming vote. You know, I think if you have an educated vote, there's no way in hell you're asking vote for Trump. He's against everybody's right. interests but, like, rich white motherfuckers. So... And I mean motherfuckers, not rich white people. Rich white motherfuckers. Whack people. You know. That if you want to go Hillary or a third party or whatever, especially depending on the state you're in and its electoral count and all that stuff. And this is us assuming that we're going to have an honest election. I don't know how the hell that's going to go. But um, we'll see what that is. But y'all got Congress people. Y'all got mayors, council people, all types of stuff from, you know, the quote-unquote majors to the third parties. Educate. Get your educated vote on. Make sure nobody harasses your ass about voting. Quite frankly, at this juncture, I vote because I'm petty. I know people died for various rights in this country, and that's just a fact and a half, but I just believe that if the vote had no power, nobody would try to take it away. Every major election cycle, folks try to take away black votes and votes of other people of color and young people votes. So basically, fuck y'all, I'm a vote. But I understand that people feel disenfranchised, especially with this garbage election cycle this year. But um, I hope as many people choose to vote as possible, and at bare minimum, vote for your local and state. 
No doubt. You know, because the predator isn't king or queen. You still got these, you know, Congress people, some of whom are old as dirt and still doing dumbass votes from, like, back when we were embryos still around. So they fucking up, they need to get the fuck out. And that means, that goes for recent people, too. So, you know, I just want to throw that out there. But yeah, man, lots of new music in the mix, new mixes, all that good stuff. Fusebox Radio, um, DJ Fusion, Osol Raw, Black Hawk. We are about to get it in. Thanks for listening and supporting us. Let's get it in. Peace. Yep, yep. Peace. DJ Fusion. Once upon a time, there was a little boy who lived in the deep, dark jungles of Africa. His name was Little Sambo. Uh-oh, Zeo's exercising his right to be hostile. They always try to say that cool is me. I don't understand, man. You don't understand. My temper, temper's up to like 10 or Switch up the thoughts that I recommend. Minus his flood, but thicker is blood. Plus, still some stay stud like sticks in the mud. Ibuprofen from milkers keep me from flipping daily. Yet I constantly slip into thinking... Loony. In my logo, you see us? Whoever said that cool was me? Holy smokes, I see it's a joke to make a mockery of the original folks. Okay, joke's over, but still a close over. Us with no love or no clover. This irritates X, so goes into my text to erase one N-word complex. Some rock, that's the fuzz of what was was in any decker. Jokes on cuz, does on top of my head stand seven thick. Here's that even if I wanted to, I couldn't pick. Pigment, is this a defect in birth? Or more an example of the richness in earth? Lips and eyes, I'm in a traits of all race. Does not take them 95% of one's face, but still I see in the back two or three ignorant punks pointing at me. your party. But have you ever seen his brother walking around here anywhere? Oh, Must be a missing person. Have you ever saw his face on a milk card? Oh, tricky, oh. tricky. Must be part of the gas face series. The same one who started Black Cat Bad Luck Theories. Yeah, he done it. This place, he runs it. And I'm guilty. I'll contrast with 400. Judging not the unjudged is where he slipped. The real guilty is filthy. He took Egypt. Blew the nose right off the sphinx. Now when he inks, ugly as when our hair kinks. We thinks, then zap goes the nap. Now I got good here. If that's good here, then bad's a hood here. Comb, twisted, dome, braided or faded. The first man played it and now we hate it. Robbed of our culture. True indeed, I bear witness. And recommend this mental fitness. So get this loaded tool and pointed out a gold G. Then ask him, who you calling move? Listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
I'm in that new whip inside Coca. How about that pretty motherfucker like Ola? Ola? Ola, niggas can't fuck with me, bye. Yo, please to meet you, how you doing? Let's get this shit started. I've been faced with obstacles my whole life, hit the target. I pray to God, I'm always asking God, why don't you answer? I live in sin, I love a stripper, she my private dancer. They only see the celebrations, keep in mind their struggles. Watch the players on your team look at their face in huddles. They hit my plate. I was stuck between a rock and hard place. Bam, bam. My father's name is Barney Rubble. Went to Barney's cause my shorty got the 50 discount. She worked for corporate fucking still selling work at this bitch house. Of course I'm mad the Knicks ain't winning chips in 7-3. Of course you mad your baby mother wanna fuck with me. I got some anger issues, only pussy calm me down. I'm from the east side, Spanish Harlem's only golden child. I'm only into fast money, that slow hustle trash. I see my lawyer once a month and bring that duffel bag. These rappers frauds, when you see them, Mr. Hugs and Fives. Been playing 2K since 2000, now y'all changing lives Asking how the fuck this Latin rapping like no other That poppy spitting, rid it, fill it, fill up, worth the mother I don't need your validations or your top 10 rap picks. I don't need the freshman cover class to make a classic Fuck the votes, I don't parlay with the politicians My parolees, all the homies coming out the prison Fuck the system, they designed a plan for me to fail And while we wait for the second coming, I'm raising hell Nigga, I'm raising hell Yo, 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 yo Uh, I'm in that new whip inside Coca. Hop about that pretty motherfucker like Hola, 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 Hola. Yo, say hi to a boss bitch. Boss bitch, say hi to a boss bitch. Boss bitch, say hi to a boss bitch. Boss bitch, say hi to a boss bitch. Yeah, I know what it is if you don't put on your seatbelt. Fat Latin rapper, you spazzing, but you gon' need help. Labels try label a nigga, you know how we felt. They don't see the sandwich, but they'll show up when the cheese melt. Dab nabbit, I'm back at it, a crack habit. Laying vocals on the top floor like a rap addict. I knew I'd run this shit. I bought a track jacket, black maxes, and a starter pistol. Let it clap, laughing. Everybody like Michael Phelps after a dab package. Took him to school and rocked. Yeah, I jacked black it. Thought I was joking when y'all laughed at it. Man, I was dead serious. Now my competition attracts. Maggots. When my city ain't fitting, who brought it back snapping? I put New York on my back, Yankee cat backwards, always showed up, show enough, I'm the last dragon. Stacking cats in bags while y'all was cat stacking. This is God's work and hard work. When that pen in my hand is Henny and Cran, ball work. When I converse, it's an all-star converse. Tailored to make niggas chuck deuces and long hurt. Sorry, won't fly. Can't spell apologize without looking at an appalled OG before your eyes. They say business is business, can't take it personal. What if you made it your business to take it personal? All of y'all can get it, this business ain't one personal. 16's merciful, God forbid a 32, 64's war, saw one through four surgical. Anymore, have your core fans search earth for you. See, my name got way more than respect on it. They got fear on it, not even the best warning. So come for me like a bench warrant. I warrant the bench for you. Have you at the game, but not dressed for it. I'm in that new whip inside Coca. Hop about that pretty motherfucker like Ola. Hola, 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 yo, say hi to a boss bitch, boss bitch, say hi to a boss bitch, boss bitch, say hi to a boss bitch, boss bitch, say hi to a boss bitch, yo, uh, I'm in the summer, vino stubble, we buttery, I cop trees, chop cheese when I fuck with the ox, niggas think they wrote the book, but it's more like a pamphlet, brujeria, I can heal up your soul or a snatch it, uh, sometimes I'm over your head, but nigga, I'ma get across like it's over your bed, I just get by and fuck with a don, and never really let these niggas know what I'm on, cause he can go from Bobby through Bandejo nigga real quick, now he calling me Perico, I don't feel shit, he was 40, May 120, that's a real flip, and I've been around the world without a deal, bitch, cause my father chose a goddess from the East Live, uh, she bumped Celia Cruz and Lisa Lisa, they went half on a kid that I had leaked out, 
mango, little spanglish, that's Afro Latina. Rest in peace, abuela. Never got to tell her. Hope you found your pleasure. Know your life was a novella. Pulling on your rosary, praying that it get better. But I'ma do it mega. Meet you in the Mecca. I got proof that little Buddha be the truth in this. Ludicrous. Move, I'm moving. What you think is lubinous? I'm cooler than Cool J. How I'm doing it? Well done, Peter Luger. Shit, a nigga lucrative. I'm in that new whip inside Coca. Hop about that pretty motherfucker like Hola. 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 Say hi to a boss bitch, boss bitch. Say hi to a boss bitch, boss bitch. Say hi to a boss bitch, boss bitch. Say hi to a boss bitch. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
DJ Fusion. me 
musician, and he takes his butt to rent a park mall. Wait till he gets home. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
DJ Fusion.
Lake LA like magic, spit rapid, no clan, just glances, I been happy. That I be cooling with, cool again. Girl, I told you I ain't one to fooling with. Not communicating, but I get that from my mama. It's a jungle of gorillas. Why you fuck with them? The corners. I'm a Zulu nation rapper. Get the hammer like an honor. Keep it moving for my partners. Ain't no hooping in me, Kasha. Ain't no hooping. She just bouncing up the juices, but I'm fine. I got the juice and then I lost it. I put two of my deposit last week, but I made that count. We black sheep. Hey, do not fall in love with the nigga rap sheep. Hey, you know I'm just out here really trying to pass me. Hey, young sister Ro, keep that itch nasty. Hey, I don't know about them, but I do love. This right here, it's that group love. Hey, Tom, what happened to love? This is on this you, get your new head. Fall in love, ooh, ooh, fall in love. Wish I never did it. I don't want to love, love. Fall in love, ooh, ooh, fall in love. Wish I never did it. I don't want to love.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
DJ Fusion.
worship me. Oh, here it go. Okay. Stop and smell my roses, posies. Appreciate my poses, they know. I'm a fanfare like the Star Spangled. Oh, say, can you see my angles? Cause I'm hotter than I'm hotter than the soap top. You can put the kettle on, but I'ma make the thing pop. No, I ain't talking about my work, just my work. You can add it all up while I'm beefing up my purse. Hey! Worship me. The show and tell. Now I'm married to the game to no avail. Routing me for like a month. Now I'm getting high as fuck. Boy, you're trying to write me up. But now I'm a writer with ambitions of a writer. And half the shit on my writer. I don't even want the fan is for us. The Henny's for the sluts. Javanchi bikers with the rev rips. Ball main Badman. Bathing eight by my dick. Paid by the bloods. Raised by the crypts. Solo holder prophecies. Atrocities exhibition. Oh yeah, now a nigga living good, but good could be better. I wish a motherfucker would. They say I got the city on fire. I ain't booming, that's a goddamn lie. Thousand. Things a nigga do for thousands Made a million counting sheep Gave it all to public housing 
taking off the Abu Dhabi, beaming up the motor Scotty, talking to promoter Scotty, everybody knows Scotty, murder one you heard of from the Revident, the all day madness, got it off the wipe it off the evidence, the blood on mattress, big power, big stages, my zoo cannot fit the cages, this booth is not used to faking, my crew just love confrontation, I chewed the face off the laces, I moved away from the waitress, I shift the pot that made poison, I cooked and tipped all the patients, my bitch is way beyond basic, that's life insurance, car insurance, good pussy insurance, Hey, look what I'm doing, Hey, grinding forms, Hey, K-Dot, four years I got the same watch, but it's the real watch, and that bitch fire, speed race away now outside, the roof on it like a tank top, Count the money, watch the paint dry. When I'm done, it's when the rank stop. Uh. They say I got the city on fire. I ain't booming, that's a goddamn lie. Whoa. Really though, like really though. Really though, like really though. They say I got the city on fire. I ain't booming, that's a goddamn lie. Whoa. Really though, like really though. Really though, like really though. Listen. Wish a motherfucker would brown, I had to put my foot down It's like I'm popping a clutch Your head palpable, your jaw full of dust You gon' keep talking or we locking it up And I'm the type of nigga, it ain't never been an honor to judge You a mouse that the falcon picked up So disrespect, getting checked like the top of the month I was a liar as a kid, so now I'm honest as fuck And I never passed my mama no blunt It kept my hair straight Listen, dead weight, never been a problem to dump Look, I just broke up with my bitch cause we ain't argue enough I keep it dirty as a split, my uncle Alchemist Puff I strike a birdie on him, while I hit your mouth with the club I wake up early on him, getting out the house is a must Just like a sweaty pit, sweaty sick, counting your dubs Either that or you gon' catch me on a mountain with monks Lounging, ask your girl why I'm out of my nuts You been the same motherfucker since 2001 Well, it's the left-handed shooter Kyle Lowry the pump I'm at your house like Why you got your couch on my chucks Motherfucker Fucker 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 Nah You are now listening Man. to Fusebox Radio now I'm living with a purpose, I ain't perfect A law got me, ain't spent too much time in churches This from the heart, I ain't spent too much time rehearsing I was really thinking raw before I purchased I was really thinking, God, these niggas thirsty Paranoid around soft niggas, they make me nervous Clutching the pistol around these clowns, this shit a circus If you knew my life, you would understand I deserve it Nobody gave me shit, told me I was worthless Felt like I was cursed until the day that paper surfaced It's the reason why me and Beans can relate in person I'm cut from that cloth, all that talking to get you murdered I relapsed on that juice, them Percocets be texting me Plus your bitch keep texting me, I ain't attracted sexually These niggas selling Blow up. blow up, got the fiends frustrated, trying to get this dough up, package on me, ratchet on me, tell me what your life like, cause mine's is real, everything signed and sealed, my mind doing pills, niggas are rattle me on mother, they see that time get real, teddy bears and candle lightings, get your moms the chills, for real, as far as I can remember, I've been a real one, they say that pressure bust pipes, but I don't feel none, just like these whack ass rappers, I can't feel one, you said you wanted the real back, well here it comes, pressure's on once 
once again, but I embrace it. I weathered through this storm before, I'm never breaking. I do this for the youth and the mate, you won't make it. I tell them every knock is a boost, remain patient. But every move he make is calculated through his hunger. It's sad to say, shorty might not make it through the same. His mind turned tricks for a fix, the pill's stronger. He only met his pop through flicks and a jail jumper. His stomach empty, but his clip full. He pops Zannies by the fistful. Drink sir, skip school. Pants hanging off his ass. Ain't been in the bath. I try to stand right, cause I hate to see him crash. Tell him just stay in his lane and remain humble. You bound to get hit in the game, just don't fumble. I seen G's drop the ball and straight crumble. Just know if your aunt had a dick, she'd be your uncle. What's your life like, nigga? Mine's as real. No if, mites, maybe, probably will. I blow your fucking head off with that revolver still. I shot a nigga on tour with that revolver still. Know when you fucking with the bully, you involved with real. I put your body somewhere, they won't solve your kill, nigga. You need to stop it, thinking Mac won't pop it. Had your mom and all black out cash. It's the Broad Street bullying Dave East. Yeah, we playing for keeps. These niggas dressing like freaks and they calling it freak. These niggas be signing sheets, plus they calling police. No, every nigga in the ghetto ain't involved in the streets. We ain't really into the games, we gon' rush you to peace. Pull something big, I'll give you a long kiss on the cheek. We ready to die. Sky's the limit. Who want beef? I was a bad boy before I repped the ROC. This ain't nothing new. Yeah, this just what the fuck we do. We like no limit soldiers. And nigga, I'm that true. The reason, the solution. Nigga, I'm that too. Whoever stuck to the realness, then I'm that glue. It's a war going on outside, and you ain't safe from. You can play Superman and get your cape hung. We don't start no shit, and we don't take none. We just a hundred percent until our date come. As far as I can remember, I've been a real one. They say that pressure bust pipes, but I don't feel none. Just like these whack ass rappers, I can't feel one. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. As far as I can remember, I've been a real one. They say that pressure bust pipes, but I don't feel none. Just like these whack ass rappers, I can't feel one. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. You said. You wanted the real back, well here it come. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. You said you wanted the real back, well here it come. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Now let me holler at y'all for a minute. Cause I got something that I need to say. What y'all know about that thing? I mean that real thing. I mean make you not want to sleep. You can't think. You just lose yourself. Wrapped all up in it. Shit. That thing will have you mesmerized. Let me sing it for you. You don't know what you do to me Let me tell you how you make me feel I need your loving, it's so good to me I can't even sleep, no Boy, you got me weak, yeah My heart is on fire since you put that thing on me Uh, Ooh, baby, baby, 
rise I don't know what to do uh, uh, Baby got me hypnotized I think I'm in love with you You got me so caught up Baby I'm spellbound uh, I'm floating on cloud nine And I don't think I'm coming down Don't you know What you do to me uh, uh, Baby baby It's like ecstasy Sleep. No. Why you got me weak? Yeah. My heart is on fire since you put that thing on me.
dulce compañía. No me desamparas. Ni de noche ni de, ni de noche ni de día. Angelito mío, ruega a Dios por mí. Si, si tú me abandonas, ¿qué será de mí? ¿Qué será de mí?
You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Attic, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 